previously on the Simply Human Podcast. And got a job at Blue Bell Ice Cream. Oh, man. And they, they have a slogan there that says, we eat all we can and we sell the rest. Oh, Lord. And they are not joking. Anytime <laughs> it breaks, you can go get gallons of ice cream right off the line and eat it. It's episode 24 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is the fat-burning man, Abel James. So happy uh, to have Abel James on the show as a a mentor of mine, and we're also going to have our... Humans Being Human segment, which is scar stories, fun, fun stories about big scars. Then uh, it's, uh, it's a Simply Human tip of the week, and at the time of me saying this, Rick, I have no idea what that tip is going to be. How are you, Rick? I'm great. How are you, Mark? I'm good. Uh, we missed a week uh, because I was doing the outdoor survival training thing, and actually this is episode 24, which means we, we have roughly one day's worth of podcasts on the Ethernet, yeah. If someone wanted to like uh, str- like binge watch, like, binge listen to us, like a uh, game of uh, game what of is Thrones? it? Uh, game of Cards. Game of Thrones. What is it? Is it? Well, what's the something House of Cards? House of Cards. Yeah, uh, show on Netflix. If someone at House of Cards, us like they could start one day and just binge all the way through to the end. So in, in one twenty-four awesome. hour session. So congratulations on an epic milestone, the twenty-fourth <laughs> episode. <laughs> No one on the uh, free podcasting uh, world has <laughs> shut us down yet. So, yeah. all right, yeah. rock and roll, man. We, we did it. So, uh, I know, I'm sure we'll have, uh, uh, we'll talk about the outdoor survival training. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I want to hear about So, this. we'll talk about that a little bit. And then, actually, how this is going to happen, and no one cares about this, but we're going to record some, and then we're going to interview Abel, and then we're going to record some more, probably. So, actually, I met, I had four things that I, I wanted to mention about the outdoor survival training. And is gonna, one of them how you ate a snake? Uh, it is not. We actually saw a snake skin. We did not even see a snake. <laughs> hang on, hang on. You were at like outdoor survival camp for an entire week, and you didn't even see one no. real live snake. No, we we saw some ants and uh, <laughs> some larvae. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me about your okay. your survival. So there was a, the the first guy that I met. Uh, like as I'm like setting my tent up in the campsite, you know, in this this little area that we had, and uh, guy walks up. I'm not gonna say his name, and you'll understand why in a second. But he he grew up in the Abilene area, so we're like, oh cool, I live in Abilene. He you know he went to a, a small school around the Abilene area, and I mean this is like the guy initially. I'm like, God, he looks like someone. I can't put my finger on it. And then like about an hour later, I'm sitting there like he's talking. I'm looking at him while he's talking. I'm like, oh, of course. He looks exactly like Ben Affleck. I mean, it's not like, you know, that's like when someone says, uh, do you look like a celebrity? Yeah. You just say, like, oh, Ben Affleck, because he's like the the sort of go to hot celebrity, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> so that's who you always say. So anyway, I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy looks just like Ben Affleck. So like in front of the group, I was like, hey, who do, who do people say you look like? Because I didn't, you know, I, I wanted him to say it. And he like wouldn't, he was it like really embarrassed him because I, like he was like, no, I, I don't know. We don't have to talk about that. You know, kind of deal. Well, I kind of could sense that he was a very modest, humble guy. So like kind of sort of off to the side, I was like, it's Ben Affleck is who you look like. And he was like, yeah, I, I just, you know, he basically feels like sort of a douchebag saying that. Like, yes. and then if it's not that, you know, like, who do you look like? Oh, uh, Ben Affleck. No, it's not it. And then you're like, oh. No, it's somebody really ugly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You look like somebody that's a hideous beast monster, not, you know, <laughs> yeah. one of the most good looking celebrities yeah. in Hollywood. It's John Candy, I think, is who you look like. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like the first thing about this guy. So he looks like Ben Affleck, number one. Second thing, he, he starts, you know, every now and then, he's as we're discussing life and things, he, he's mentioning this small school he went to up in the northeast and he references it a few times and just kind of as like a side note so finally i kind of pressed him on it i was like what what school are you are you talking about maybe i've heard of it he was like like didn't want to tell me he was like princeton i was like princeton crap like oh my gosh princeton oh yeah i never heard of princeton so, oh, it's a little place in Jersey. Uh, maybe you've never heard of it. Yeah. It's called Princeton. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of the five greatest institutions in the world for higher learning. Yeah. Nerd. So then, so then like a little bit later on, he, he's like, there's a guy there that, that uh, threw discus in college. And he's mentioning, he's talking like he ran track some in, in college. And this guy didn't know he was Princeton. I was like, 
Okay. So I was like, wait, did did you did you run track at Princeton? And he was like, yeah, he he was a triple jumper, a long jumper, and a high jumper at Princeton. For yeah. okay, so and he looks like Ben Affleck. And so what you're telling me is you went on a week long survival camp with. <laughs> The perfect man. Yes. So, but I, I was like, he was, and he was like, I had to really like force that out of him. And, and like, to me, if I had that trifecta, Ben Affleck lookalike, Princeton <laughs> track, I would just walk my, like my baseline, just walking around would be both arms extended and both middle fingers extended. Like with- <laughs> I would have a t-shirt that says, you know, Hey, I look like Ben Affleck and I went to Princeton. What's up? Yeah, it just yeah, it like kind of had that cocky head nod. Like that's just how I would walk around all the time. So that was uh, the first outdoor survival training story, having, having nothing to do with outdoor survival training. Wow, what a dreamboat! Yeah, <laughs> the, the second. Could, could he make a fire quickly oh, too? Yes. And like, uh... Yeah, he he and he he like knew more. He could like teach the course. He like the instructor would say something, and he would be like, "No, I think that's more in North America, not South America." And like the the guy would be like, no, yeah, it's North I America. Kill that guy. I know. I want to kill him, and I don't even know him. Yeah, yeah. So we're actually uh, we're having dinner tonight. But anyway, um... oh whoa, <laughs> don't gloss over that one. <laughs> okay, so the second thing, other than like, you know, I, I can come on kind of strong in in a group of strangers. I don't really like tiptoe into it. I'm just kind of who I am, like immediately. So as are you, and yes. and uh, so I I definitely got shushed many times and kind of got like. Mark, will you please, can you please stop talking or will you please just sit there and take notes and stop in trying to be funny? <laughs> I got that like at least four or five times a day. And by the end of it, I think the instructors hated my guts. But okay, so I do have a pooping in the woods story. Gosh, imagine that. <laughs> I was wondering how many poop stories you're going to come up Okay, so first of all, the, the porta potty is basically the seventh portal into hell. I mean, it's, I, I, why you would choose to go into a porta potty when you have an entirely like sterile clean outdoors is beyond me that's the first uh, true story very quickly i work overnight and uh i do that all the time there's a porta potty in the park uh, uh in my area and all the time i choose to pee outside next oh, to it oh i see instead of going instead of, inside. right it's it's horrible so anyway so yeah so i grabbed my shovel and you know the pavilion kind of where we were like, sort of was home base for everybody lectures and things like that was up at the top of this hill and then you'd walk down this hill about 100 yards to our campsite and then there was kind of this meadow with these like sparse trees in between these meadows and so i walked out sort of into the meadow and 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 you know when you when you're getting close to being able to to go like you kind of have to go more you know that there's that phenomenon like when you're in the bathroom stall and like you can't get your belt undone kind of deal and you're like panicking so it was kind of one of those deals <laughs> and i dug my hole and i'm like ready to you know uh go i guess is the is the best way to put that so i'm like i'm like unbuckling my belt like about to poop in the in the in the meadow <laughs> completely <laughs> covered you know not even like you can't see me from the camp where our camp was. But this was a Boy Scout property that we were on. And right as I'm about to drop trowel, the sun is at my back, right? I, I hear voices. And I like <laughs> I kind of like look around and I turn around and directly behind me, it's like soccer bleachers full of Boy Scouts. <laughs> 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 and they were like, I mean, they were, it was pretty far away, but like the, the sun was over them, like it was as behind them. So they had like, they could, I was lit perfectly. And it's just think, like, I was like literally seconds away from just them, like, you know, I could see one guy on the bleachers sort of elbowing the guy next to him, being like, look over there. And then everyone Scout kept, Master Johnson, yeah. there's a Sasquatch over there in the meadow pooping. Let's go get him. There, there's a homeless man pooping in the woods. Uh, how, <laughs> <laughs> how did he get on uh, here? Come on, kids. The woods is my home. <laughs> so that we could we could discuss uh outdoor survival more later on in the show but let's uh let's get to abel james i know uh very excited to have abel on we're going to talk to him about uh, a plethora of different things from how do you burn fat oh mr fat burning man to his podcast and all the great things that he's got going on he's really an entrepreneurial minded guy and is going to be at paleo fx uh we'll talk about paleo fx at the end of the show as well so um so let's let's 
get it going. You can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. You can find links to the Facebook page and YouTube channel, which has uh, is getting you know some more uh, videos on it. The, the most current Rick uh, eating a new food is an avocado, which is uh, a joy. A joy to watch. I actually labeled it part four, but it's really part five. I don't want to shortchange myself. Right, I've right. now eaten five things that normal people eat all the time. Ooh, that, so. is, that is good. Uh, Simply Human Kids page is also uh, on the website there. You can follow me on Twitter at simplyhuman52. Email us at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com or Rick's email is simplyhumanrick, R I C K, at gmail.com. So without further ado, here is Abel James, the fat burning man. Joining us today on the Simply Human podcast, episode 24, is the great Abel James, the fat-burning man. And uh, I actually came upon Abel's podcast uh, back in, I guess it was the fall of 2012, and I had been doing uh, vegan for 18 months and was putting on fat, which I didn't understand while I was endurance training. And so I I went onto the podcast store and put in fat-burning and thank you, Abel, for naming your show the <laughs> Fat Burning Man because your show popped up. I read, and it was the uh, William Davis episode. And I listened oh, to that episode. I read Wheat Belly, and uh, and the rest is history. So, Abel, thank you for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, and Abel, obviously, if you've never heard Abel uh, or his show, he has by far. Other than you know uh, Anna Vicino, who Vinny Tortorich says has the best po- voice in podcast radio, I think Abel has the best voice in podcast radio. Well, thank you. That's just a side note. So, Anna's pretty awesome. Too. Yes, she is. They were on the show uh, a few a few weeks ago, and we just had we didn't even talk about anything like health related. All we did was just jack around the whole time, and it was like that sounds about it right. Was yeah. Really, yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> yeah. We did that in Vegas, yeah. of all places. Yeah, yeah. So, Abel, just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, sort of your background, where you uh, sort of started it, and how you got to into all this and where you are today. Sure. So, I've always wanted to be super high performing, and um, I've been very interested in just kind of optimizing my life um, since I was a little kid. And that took me down the path of being vegan, vegetarian for a while, trying all sorts of different kinds of exercises, uh, and, and sports. And, uh, eventually I found myself in in my early twenties and, um, was paying off my college loans, working full time as a strategy consultant, doing gigs as a musician on the weekend and moonlighting, (laughs) learning how to program computers. And so I kind of outsourced my, uh, my, thoughts about health and how to perform optimally to my doctor. And basically my doctors, there were a few of them said, well, you have a history of high blood pressure, thyroid problems, um, weight gain as you age. So we're going to put you on uh, preemptively a, a diet to make sure that that doesn't happen. And all you have to do is, you know, run quite a bit and, and make sure you're <laughs> exercising. And so I, uh, I did that and I, I followed it. And then I got fat and sick. And every time I went to the doctor, I got fatter and sicker. And they were just throwing more pills at me, uh, basically saying, you have to be on this for the rest of your life. And uh, I, at, at some point, I said, this, this is enough. Clearly, this isn't working. I'm falling apart in my early 20s. I need to try something else. Uh, and so I, I researched it as much as I could, dabbled in the fringes a little bit, um, spent a lot of time on PubMed, and ultimately went to a high-fat type diet. And, uh, and as soon as I switched gears and, and did my, followed my new protocols, I lost like 20 pounds in a little more than a month. And like all these problems that I thought were a part of just getting older, who I was like not being able to sleep at night, digestive problems, getting fatter, getting inflamed in the face, all this stuff pretty much just disappeared. And I was like, holy crap, that was easy. Why doesn't everyone do this? (laughs) Like no one knows this. Um, and and so I started up my show and my blog and started writing books just to kind of get the message out there that you can eat some pretty rocking food, not exercise that much, have a really good time and still be super healthy. Yeah, that that uh, sort of leads into a, a question that that I get a lot, and like I had a buddy text me the other day, you know, and and I don't do this with everyone. This is a close friend that that was like, hey, you know, critique my lunch, and like sent me a picture of my lunch, so I critiqued his lunch, and uh, you know, I guess he, I don't know if he really wanted me to or not, but he he texted me back, Why, when are you like, when are you gonna enjoy life? <laughs> 
And I'm like, do you, do you understand that I put butter in my coffee? Like, what, what, what is there to not enjoy about eating like the fattiest, most flavorful foods on the planet? So, do you have people that are like, oh, you're depriving yourself of, of cookies and brownies? Like, what? Do you, how do you respond to that? Actually, it's really interesting because I hang out with a lot of people, travel a lot, and a lot of different kinds of people, and most of them like kind of know what I do, um, and they expect me to roll up. With you know, like Tupperware <laughs> full of, of prepackaged <laughs> small amounts of food, and just like Seeds, be nibbling yeah. on celery stalks <laughs> all the time. But instead, like I'm going out and I'm ordering one of everything. Like right. I'm eating all of it. Yeah. <laughs> and people are just like, "How do you Wait get away with eating so much?" And and like doing this, I thought you were some sort of health nut. <laughs> and I'm just like, well, once you know how your body works, you can get away with some pretty awesome stuff. And right. so, you know, I get really into intermittent fasting and super high fat approaches, um, experimenting with, with biohacking and stuff like that, just to see, I'm always doing tests on myself and most people are super surprised by like how, uh, luxuriously I eat. And my, my fiance as well, Allison, she's like a hundred pounds and she's just this little, you know, hot blonde chick and firecracker. And she eats, the house too. I mean, it's it's awesome. Yeah. You get us both of us together, and we go out to dinner, and everyone is just shocked everyone, by how much we throw down. Everyone's like looking at each other, like, oh, I guess they're having a cheat day or something. <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> but what are some of the, like the the general rules? I don't want to say rules because it makes it sound rigid, like a diet, quote unquote. But like, what are some of the like the guidelines that you follow when you're you know deciding what you're going to eat and when you're going to eat it and, and things like that? Yeah, one rule that I don't really hear talked about that much that that I certainly follow is that uh, there should be food in what you're eating. There should be nutrients in what you're eating. And so what I mean by that is like I went out even with a bunch of like people who are um, basically leaders in the health space. They've all written books about it and stuff. And there were like about a half half dozen of us. One of them is just like, oh, there's this awesome takeout Chinese place. Or I, I actually was known for being takeout, but we were eating in. Uh, and we were in San Francisco, and so we dropped in, and I looked at the menu, and I asked the the waitress, I'm just like, is there anything on here, like, without a sauce or without Breading, MSG yeah. or GMOs or anything like that in it? And she's like, no, sorry. And I was like, oh, well, thanks for being so honest. Uh, and I just decided not to eat uh, at that point, but pretty much everyone else did. Uh, and so what what it looked like, they got it family style, and so they were asking me, they're just like, so... Uh, we never see you do this. Why aren't you eating? And I'm just like, well, here's what we've got. We've got uh, chicken of dubious quality. <laughs> that's that's breaded um, right. and deep fried usually. So cooked into absolute submission. So that's that's pretty much a no-go as far as nutrients goes. That's going to be like a net negative effect on what, <laughs> what your body's up to. We even had some uh, like, uh, geez, what kind of, some kind of green, I don't recall. What kind? But it was like slathered in this MSG infused sauce, loaded up with sodium and vegetable uh, oil, probably high probably. fructose corn syrup, and the rest of it in GMOs. And then I'm sure stir fried in some sort of GMO oil. Um, and so that was off limits, even though that was a green. They didn't have any fresh salads, and then the rest of it was just kind of like rice dishes, which I'll eat rice, especially if I'm carb cycling or if I worked out or if I'm just kind of getting it in for that week, but I'll eat it with other food that's delicious. Right. And so basically, like you looked at that whole meal, and there was just nothing of value there to me. And so if there's nothing of value and it and it doesn't taste that good like that stuff doesn't even taste that good to me anymore chinese food and and you know like really sugary sweets i just it's like a punch in the face um so if there's nothing of value there i just fast and and move on and wait for my next feast yeah and that's interesting that you know like saying that oh you just skipped a meal like most people that are that are just so reliant on carbohydrates well, couldn't do that. I mean, like physically, yeah. they would they would crash. They would they would be become irritable. But you know, I'll I'll intermittent fast just typically about every day. Maybe like on Friday or Saturday, I'll eat something in the morning, like a high fat breakfast or something, just to kind of mix it up. And then once a mm -hmm. once a week, I like let's say Sunday night, I finish eating at six. I won't eat again until Monday at six. And I and I'm cool. but, but I, and I don't get hungry. And that's yeah. the beauty of it. It's like once you, your body understands that it can rely on fat for energy and, you know, like you can, I did this outdoor survival training last week and I would nice. just like, they would make, 
lunch you know had breakfast and then like an hour later they'd start cooking lunch and and you know it's like most of the, the a lot of the day was like spent with these people like they were running it like preparing the food and so they right. would they would like make lunch and i would just like take the boiled eggs or the vegetables whatever they had and i would just like like a little mouse or something i would like pack it pack it away in my pack and like bring yeah. it out for dinner and have this like doubly huge dinner and everyone else is like starving and i'm like eating this huge dinner um but anyway yeah so it, so fasting is great it allows you to to get rid of a lot of the cellular waste and rebuild your digestive enzymes and and also the whole you know eat every two hours thing is absolutely you know this is the simply human uh podcast and the lifestyle and that is absolutely not a natural human thing to eat every two hours <laughs> yeah absolutely not it's it i found that when i ate a lot i was hungry a lot yeah and so for me it's like I either do what I do now, which is basically I don't eat until nighttime or I'll have like a little bit of something and usually a lot of like fat just to get me through the day. And then I'll have one big meal, one awesome meal. Yeah, yeah, that's basically <laughs> or I can just kind of like the way that it was set up before. And one of the reasons I, I never liked the kind of like bodybuilding way of doing things is you're hungry all the time. Right. You like eat a little bit. And then as soon as I eat, like I get more hungry after yeah. I eat. I'm hardly ever full. Um, it, the the typical way that most people do it. So right. it's like you eat, you're preparing food all day. Right. You're like planning around food all day. You're thinking about food all day and you're hungry all the time, but you're never actually satisfied despite the fact you're eating all the time. Yeah, so, but that sounds yeah, enjoyable. I, that, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, like, like that's, that's enjoying life, I guess. Like, right. That sounds horrible. <laughs> so if people ask me if I'm deprived, I guess I'm deprived of that, yeah. which is pretty awesome. <laughs> right, right. Well, I, you know, you mentioned like preparing food and stuff. I know that you and, uh, and Allison are, are, are big cooks. Uh, and, and have really put a lot into, you know, sort of, you know, the four pillars of the Simply Human Lifestyle, eat like a human, sleep, move like a human, and enjoy life like a human. And part of the enjoy part of that can be, like, cooking food and, and not just, like, boiling a chicken breast and eating yeah. that. Like, people, they're always like, oh, you eat liver? How gross. I'm always like, well, if, if you don't like the taste of something, eight out of ten times, it's because it wasn't prepared right. And it's yeah. a cook thing. So what are some of your favorite recipes or maybe what's your favorite thing to make and sort of your take on on taking time to actually cook? Yeah, so I, I took a page out of my dad's book. And he actually uh, he cooked his way through college. He went to state school in New Hampshire, and uh, which is where I'm from. And, and so he it was cool. It took him five years. But, um, but as a short order cook and like – managing restaurants, he was able to pay off college while he took it. Uh, that was when college didn't cost like a quarter million dollars like it does now. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, and so whenever uh, we had to cook something, we didn't have any money. And so a lot of times we just like run out of various things. And so he's just like, oh, I can make that. And so he'd like make mustard or ketchup or horseradish. Uh, like he'd combine horseradish with ketchup and and mustard and the rest of it to make cocktail sauce or or other sorts of sauces. And he'd make you know, everything in like less than five minutes. And he'd always use a cast iron skillet. And so um, I don't know if that just kind of like seeped into my habits, but it's something, that's what I do. It's like 80 plus percent of my cooking is all in a cast iron skillet. Cool. And it doesn't mean that I'm always like uh, frying something up. Like I'll put it in the oven and uh, I'll even do like some baked goods in there. We'll make pizza in there. Um, but I, I like to keep it simple find some fun way to like throw it all together and then make up a meal for us. But I usually do it super quick. It's not like I plan on it. She's, <laughs> it's just like, she's not around or like doesn't have time. And I'm just like, all right, let's, let's do it. 10 minutes flat. And then we yeah. have dinner. Cool. Well, um, I guess let's see. So what is your, uh, what is your favorite thing, I guess, to eat? Like what is, what are some of your go-to foods that, that you never, you know, don't have with you? Yeah. I would say eggs are almost always there. They're just like the absolute perfect food whether you're traveling or you just want to get some killer nutrition in there but you don't have much time so always eggs yeah uh, always loads of greens so i do a green smoothie or some sort of actually i live right next door to like a uh, a juice box place now that makes really really good all vegetable juices so i've been a, a big fan of that cool. um, especially in a pinch usually i like doing green smoothies instead because you get all the fiber but um, their juices are really good and yeah. then we always have some sort of like uh, paleo or at least gluten-free baked good around. And so it'll be like sweet potato muffins or uh, banana bread or, or something else that's, you know, fun and also kind of like your your carb option. So 
if I'm going to eat carbs, I'm going to make them fun usually. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. And no. we, uh, we definitely do a lot of that. And then chocolate, I probably eat like 17 pounds of chocolate a day. Well, okay. So like with chocolate, I, I am, you know, my girls eat 85% and they're four and three, which is pretty bitter to most people. Like a lot of people right. that aren't used to that can't stand it. Well, I've gotten to where, and Rick thinks I'm crazy for this, but I've gotten to where like I will I eat. I do think you're crazy. <laughs> I will eat the 100%, like the baking chocolate. And to me, that, ta- that tastes like candy to me. And so like, I'm like, ooh, I get to eat like two ounces of this <laughs> this chocolate bar every night. And there's it's like there's no sugar in it. But to me, it tastes amazing. But I, anybody that's ever tried it, like especially I like eating stuff like that because no one ever wants to share with me. Like, that's true. I just yeah. have my own food. Like, ah, I have liver. Sorry. Hmm, I would share with you, <laughs> but uh, you don't want it. So I'm going to eat it. I always make my food super spicy. Yeah. So no one can touch it. Right. Yeah. Like you can have so some if you what, want. What kind of uh, chocolate is that? Well, the, okay. the 100%. Because I haven't found, like, I do like some 100%, but it's usually the artisan kind and it's really hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it's probably not the highest quality, uh, like, if you're, you know, like, as far as the the methods and, and everything. But basically, you just find it in, like, the baking section. Like, it's not with the chocolate. It's with, like, the bake. It's like the flour and the nuts right, and right. all that. It's like, so are you eating sections. the cubes or is this in bar form? Um, they have, they have like, some in bar form. Like, the Hershey's one is bar form. Then they have the, is it Girardelli? Girardelli, however you say oh, okay. that. Okay. Is in yeah. uh, is like looks just like the the, the Giardelli uh, bars chocolate bars. Sure. Um, yeah. So I just I've sort of and I never had to like force myself to eat it. I remember the first time I ever tried it, it tasted horrible. But then the more that I just stopped eating a lot of sugar, it, my palate just sort of changed, and now I I just I like the bitter stuff now. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, Your palate changes in a huge way, yeah. and bitter starts to taste really good after yeah, a while. Yeah. So Rick, I know we're uh, we're I'm sort of dominating here. Do you have anything uh, else that you wanted to ask? Uh-oh, did we lose Rick? I we there was a break a, f- a few well, just, uh, uh, you oh, there know, he is. The, the, can you hear me? Yep, there you there you are. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Go quick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Abel, we've been talking a lot about food which I which I think is uh, you know, it's obviously going to talk about food a lot because people say that, you know, 90% of your results are obtained through nutrition and diet and things like that. But one of the things I enjoy the most about your podcast is you're not like, you know, food centric or exercise centric. You spend a lot of time on a lot of different aspects of overall living health, health and living well. Uh, what are some of like the influences that you have, uh, you know, people that you look to, books, authors, things like that, that you, that you kind of draw inspiration from for this like total body kind of health and wellness program? That's a great question. Um, I think the reason that my my show is all over the place and the things I talk about are all over the place is because I don't really have a go to. It's all over the place. Like, um, I I read a lot of blogs. I don't really listen to podcasts, but I do listen to a lot of uh, audiobooks. One that I actually really like a lot uh, is uh, there's a dude named Brian Johnson who made Philosopher's Notes, which is basically like. Um, 20 minute discussions of some of the biggest ideas from philosophy, from the best books on philosophy in, in history. And so that I've really enjoyed stuff like that, which basically allows you to sample, um, different sort of metaphysical and philosophical frameworks to see which ones you, you like and which ones you want to dip your toes into. And so at any given time, I'm always reading, you know, like five to 10 various books and, I'm relearning how to draw right now. I'm getting back into playing like jazz fusion. <laughs> like nice. I'll read books about that. But the coolest thing is that you can you can use that learning from those seemingly disparate pieces of life uh, and apply them directly to other pieces of your life. So what I mean by that is there's like a killer book called Effortless Mastery, which is about being a jazz musician and and learning how to play uh, in flow. But you can apply it like I applied that to running marathons um, and basically getting your head in a space where you're in flow. So if you look at totally different things and then try to find the similarities, that's where it starts to get really cool. So that's what I try to do. Very cool. Very cool. Um, That is really awesome. Just kind of like your overall like philosophy of things. Yes, that's that's another reason that I try to to be, you know, more. uh, you know, not just so focused on one of the four pillars of the Simply Human mm-hmm. lifestyle. It's just because it's not just one thing. I mean, you can eat, be eating great and your di- your food is dialed in, but if you're not sleeping good, then yeah. it's not going to work. Or if you're totally chronically stressed, kind of like uh, when I was in traffic trying to get back for the... Uh, for this interview i'm like stuck in traffic and starting to stress out and like i texted you and you're like no it's cool we can do 2:30, and i was like oh 
Oh, I can relax now. It's an idiot. I should have been relaxed the whole time. It's not worth it. But <laughs> I was like, Abel would have been so sad for me that I was so uptight about that. But, uh, but anyway. It's well, all good. Yeah, yes. And uh, and that was what you said. No worries. So uh, there is no worries. But okay, so I've got a couple more questions. Uh, speaking of uh, not staying focused on one thing. Uh, <laughs> if you were an animal, what animal... Would you be? And this is like you could choose. This isn't just like, oh man, I'm a rat. Like you can, <laughs> you can, you can pick what animal would you be and why? Okay, so this one's easy because when I was a little kid, I always wanted to be a tiger. Ooh. I always spent like I spent years of my life drawing tigers and looking at pictures of, pictures of tigers, just because they're the most like magnificent, ridiculous, incredible animal that that is totally. I guess they're not superhuman, but they're super animal. Super tiger, yeah. Super tiger, because like if you look, if you look at the stats of something like that, and you compare it to the most athletic human ever, it's a joke, oh, right? Yeah, like, not even close. It's yeah. one chump off of the head. It can right. jump ten times higher. It always lands on its feet, and like this is a massive animal that can run super fast and do everything. Um, so I, I think that would be it. I'm yeah. not sure if that totally matches up with my personality, but. I think I'd have a lot of fun being a tiger. Yeah, and uh, well, okay, so here's here's a like, sort of a sub question. Would you be like a show tiger, like a Siegfried and Roy tiger or a wild <laughs> tiger? <laughs> no, I'd be a woods tiger. <laughs> nice. I'd, I'd be like the tiger that's hanging out behind your house in New Hampshire and you never suspect. <laughs> yeah, that eats your little little dogs and things. Yeah, yeah. it's perfect. <laughs> I just run around eating toddlers and stuff. <laughs> God, it sounds like a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so we actually, yeah, we had we had that question on with Vinny and Anna, and you can imagine where, where all that conversation went. What uh, did they say? I'm curious. Uh, 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 Vinny said a squirrel because it's a rat with a PR uh, department, which I thought was pretty pretty good. That and I guy. think Anna, Anna, what did we say? Uh, Rick, what did you say to Anna? It was like, a, it was something kind of insulting, like an elephant or something. Like, do you remember? Yeah, I, don't, I don't remember exactly what it was, but uh, she definitely scoffed at it. And I was like, oh, I've insulted the guest. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was something not good. It was like a hippo or something horrible. Like, no, it was like, something <laughs> horrible like that. But it was something that's like, uh, you know, I felt like a jerk uh, as soon as I mentioned it. So yeah. I don't remember what it was. Like a shrew. <laughs> Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Remember saying something like the, the lady that does like the horse? Yeah, no, it was a horse. It was a horse. That's what it was. Yeah, it was horse. That's, a, that's horse. not okay. insulting a horse. Horses are graceful. They're beautiful. Know. Well, you know how women take that sort of thing. Oh, you're saying I'm, a, I'm as big as a horse. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was my Anna impression, by the way. It was so she bad. Sounds exactly like yeah, that. Yeah, it's horrible. Uh, Beautiful. Well, you know, we got we had Anna on the interview give us like at the beginning of the show. She says like previously on the Simply Human podcast, and then like I have in the middle it says you're listening to the Simply Human podcast. I got, <laughs> I got that for free. We need to have you on the end being like. Uh, you've listened to the Simply Human podcast, <laughs> like or something. I could just uh, all, yeah. all the sexiest voices in podcast <laughs> radio ramrodded into one podcast. Oh, it I like just it. Open people's minds. Yeah, it, we could change the name to Sexy Voice Podcast or something crazy. Okay. Melt some faces off. That's awesome. Let's <laughs> right. do it. Sweet. All right. So the final question, the question that I ask everyone on the show, I pull things from every from every show. Uh, this is a Dave Asprey uh, knockoff. But uh, so what is one thing that you enjoy about life or something that you do that, to make life more enjoyable? I go outside every single day. Cool. It's really easy not to do that. But it is. And, and when I say go outside, I mean like go outside. The opposite of being inside. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, being Most people is a like passive. kind of go outside. Yeah. You know, they don't really, they, they aren't existing outside. They right. just kind of walk through it. Yeah, they're passive when they're outside. Be be a tiger. Be active when you're outside and go yeah, climb find some a tree. Toddlers. Yeah, find some toddlers like a small owl or something. <laughs> they're so fresh and, and tender. <laughs> they're they're all paleo food is a, is a live toddler. <laughs> oh, Lord, what did we start yeah, here? Uh -oh, yeah, uh-oh. This show is going to be called the Abel James Interview you and eating toddlers whole yeah that's gonna be great i can tell you i have never talked about that on any podcast yes before, this so is a first <laughs> yeah, this. in like two seconds the police are gonna be knocking on your door like uh sir we're here to investigate some uh toddlers that were eaten yeah. oh i gotta get out of here <laughs> yeah and uh oh i was gonna say um something else that had never oh yeah the fact that we didn't talk to you about pooping your pants is a first on our show as well wow. so yeah okay. so your congratulations Awesome. Well, I, I guess we know what we, do, what we need to talk about next time. Yes, pooping pants. Um, all right. Well, hey, uh, just real quick, plug 
you know your stuff i'll have everything linked in the show notes and i'll and when when we do the intro and stuff like i'll have it in there but like uh plug where you're what you're doing what you got going on and also talk about paleo effects are you you're you're gonna be there right are you aren't you speaking uh, yeah 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 i am i'm uh, moderating a bunch of panels and stuff uh the best place to find me and all the fun stuff that i'm up to is fatburningman.com and if you sign up for my email list I send a free video course and a bunch of uh, awesome goodies. But I'm I'm actually right now my book proposal is being bid on by a bunch of different Sweet. publishers who are fighting over it, which is super cool. So I'll have a lot to say about yeah, my new awesome. book, uh, which is called The Wild Diet. Hopefully by the end of the week or a few weeks from now. But you can always find all my stuff at fatburningman.com. Awesome. Yeah, tw- he's very active on Twitter. I, I've, I've, yeah, I've got you as one. Of, I have like three Twitter handles that will actually like I'll get a notification even if I'm not in Twitter. And you're one of the ones that. Uh, oh, get, thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just because you always link to cool stuff and have have you know, pictures of my dog mostly. Yeah, stuff like that. And, <laughs> and, yeah, it's it's I, I love your dog. Um, okay, so okay, Paleo effects. Talk about uh, like so. We'll just we'll quickly just say it's April 11th through the 13th in Austin. You can go to uh, paleofx.com. I actually have a ticket that uh, that I'm trying to sell. Um, so anyone out there listening, uh, wants to buy a ticket from me, um, you can do that as well. So, um, I, I will actually also be working on some panels at Paleo FX and on the third floor in the men's room, there are some panels that, uh, that have come loose. Uh, so I'll bring my glue stick and we'll be working on those panels as well. So we have that in common. So you're like, that is not what I was meaning, but yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, Abel, man, really, really appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to do this. And, uh, We will see you in less than a month in Austin. That sounds awesome. All right. Thanks, guys. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, Abel James. And uh, his website is fatburningman.com. And we'll have links uh, on the show notes to his Twitter handle and all of the stuff that he's got going on. So please check out uh, uh, Abel James' site. And his podcast is one of the, the most highly rated podcasts on iTunes. So... Thank you, Abel. It is now time for the Humans Being Human segment, and uh, and we don't have uh, you know a poop in your pants story. Uh, uh, sorry to say, but I, I thought uh, you know obviously the the title of this podcast is uh, uh, the Abel James interview and scar stories. So I'm going to tell a quick. It's fun to know about scars because scars are lessons, unless the scar causes your arm to be chopped off or something horrific like that. Um, it's not really a scar. That's really more of a stump, right? <laughs> yeah, it's more of a, uh, a flesh. It's more of a flesh wound, I guess. Um, so <laughs> my scar, the biggest scar that I have, is the one on my left quad. It looks like if you're looking at it, you know, from I guess just normally looking at it, it's an upside down sort of smiley face. Which it's not a frowny face. It's an upside down smiley face. I'm trying to be on the positive side here. And I got that from a bicycle wreck that I was in on September 24th of 2011. So, and Rick, you know the story, but I'm riding. We just do. We had just left, uh, going on about a 50-mile ride with me and a guy named John, who is my orthopedic surgeon, oddly enough. So if you're going to get in a bicycle wreck, I highly suggest that you uh, be with your orthopedic surgeon. So we are riding on in the lane. It was about five minutes before the sun came up. So it was, and it wasn't cloudy. So it was light enough. You know, it was it was within that range that you can turn your headlights off, Rick. And you know about that uh, as traffic safety. Uh, yes, uh, thirty minutes uh, after dawn, you can turn your headlights off. Right, right. So it was in that in that realm. Uh, and so uh, I was riding on the inside. John was riding the outside, and this PT cruiser turned into the left lane we're going about 22 miles an hour this pt cruiser turns into the turn lane we see this car and just assume that she sees us as well and she turned uh the car uh, he she who's who's counting turned in front of us and john who was on the inside was able to like get around the back of the car i laid uh, there was nowhere for me to go i remember john saying "Uh uh-oh and i was filled with dread and then I laid the bike down and you know basically scraped all the skin off of the right side of my body and the car and the bike slid up underneath the PT cruiser and was stopped by the handlebars like there was a you know a clearance thing. Thank goodness it wasn't a truck. And where I live, trucks. Yeah, you would have gone all the way underneath there. Yeah, yeah. If, I had, if I had gone all the way underneath, the, the back tire, which rolled over my right leg, would have instead rolled over you know my stomach or my chest or my throat, face, any any uh, you know any 
of the options there above the leg. And so I'm, I'm laying there and I look down and I see my left quad. So the car ran over my right leg. My bike is in half. My left quad is like laid open. Like I can almost see down to oh. like the bone. And I just assumed that my bone was, was sticking through the, the skin. I just thought it was a compound fracture. John puts his bike down. He's running over to me. He said that he thought the way that it sounded that I had broken my neck or back because it was such a loud impact. And so he's, so I'm like, I'm telling him, you know, you got to call my wife. You got to, you know, it's my, you know, telling my stuff. My bike is over there. And he said he didn't hear a word. I said he went into like trauma surgeon mode and was watching me move my hands and my, my neck and all that quickly determined that I was, you know, I didn't have any serious, serious injuries get in the ambulance and they strap me onto the thing, the neck thing and the whole deal. I'm bleeding all over the, the highway. My wife comes, we're like a mile from the house. So she was there pretty quick and, uh, and take me to the hospital. And John actually, by the time I got there, he was in scrubs ready to, to do x-rays and stitch me up. He stitched me up, needed about 30 stitches, nine of which were on the outside. Most of them was, was, were stitching up like the fascial tissue of my muscle. And so what ended up happening is that my, my left leg, which was bent when I went, when I went down, when the bike hit up against the car, I was like impaled onto my, my arrow bar and that arrow bar, uh, like just basically it, he said it was basically like if I was, if you're standing there with your knee locked, taking like the blunt end of an ax and sort of sw- just swinging it at your leg. He said that was, that was basically like the, the impact. And so, uh, no broken bones. Didn't, I, I did a, I did a, like an air squat, like two weeks later, didn't ever have to do physical therapy. I did it all on my own. But uh, talk about talk about close calls and uh, a cool story for for later. And because of because of that, my wife got braces, uh, and I got a new bike. And uh, wait, 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 hang on. Because of the wreck, your wife got braces. Yeah, from the settlement money, uh, we went ahead and paid oh, okay. paid, uh, okay. paid for my braces, you. and we went to we went to uh, had a had a very nice tenth anniversary with the settlement money. Uh, which could have been a lot more, but I didn't want to fight it because that's the problem with society is people try to take more than they earn. Any, but that's a whole separate podcast. And uh, anyway, so that's wow, that's my that's my best that. scar story. Do you have a good scar story? I'll tell you what, I don't particularly want to follow that. Uh, <laughs> that's like uh, you know, amateur comedian following like Jerry Seinfeld. Well, uh, I've got <laughs> I've got like three scars uh none of them are longer than a couple of inches uh i guess the most prominent one is my left shoulder yeah where i had arthroscopic shoulder surgery in uh 2010 i think it was uh, i uh tore my left labrum in the uh uh participating in the uh obstacle course at the state uh swat uh police swat competition uh just tort pulling something weird, but like that's not even that awesome of a story. Like how I got <laughs> run over by a car yeah. on a bicycle. Or well, it like wasn't. That. It wasn't like a, uh, a big truck. It was a PT cruiser, which isn't that cool. But. You know what? What's weird is uh, like two days ago I was listening to uh, the Angerish Trainer podcast, and he had on a guy uh, who got run over. Like basically the same kind of thing as what you're saying, but it was a hit and run driver, and the guy dragged him down some freeway underneath oh his car. In L.A. for like a half a mile Ooh. and almost killed him. I uh, had to have like his leg amputated and all this stuff. So you meant you you really have me thinking about bicycle safety. I mean, I'm not a bicyclist, but you know, part of me has said like, oh, you know, maybe at some point I could get into you know nothing like an Ironman, but maybe like uh, you know, you know, those shorter like Olympic length triathlons and stuff like that. But man, I'm you got me scared to ride a bicycle. Yeah, I've totally sure. discouraged you. So. <laughs> Yeah, thanks a lot. Now yeah. I'm just gonna sit around the couch uh, eating potato chips, being like, ah, <laughs> "Exercise is too dangerous." Yep, gotta yeah, get I'm run just, over by a car if I go out and roll up. Yeah, if I go out and ride a bicycle, someone will kill me. So, man, what are you gonna do? Yeah, potato chips. Home, home. Chip testing line. <laughs> <laughs> inside joke. That's an inside joke. Sorry. Um, all right. Well, uh, you know, humans are humans, and they will be humans, and they will uh, learn from scars and mistakes. So that is the humans being human segment. Was the person who ran over you? Were they pretty sorry? Like they were. She stopped stuff? and was crying. He, she stopped and was crying. And I think like, you gave it away that it's a she. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. She. I don't. I'm not trying to say anything bad about women drivers. I'm just, you know, it's. That's, I know what you're doing, but like, uh, you, you kept saying, "Well, she." I mean, I mean uh, he, she did make uh, it sound like uh, Jared Leto from uh, Dallas Buyers Club yeah. ran you over. Car. <laughs> yeah, you're not sure. Let's, I'll tell you what. From someone who works the opposite end of those, like. Uh, 
it's pretty nice they stopped because yeah. you wouldn't believe how many people, especially in the city, yeah, you wouldn't believe how many people just go, F that, I'm out of here, and like smash the gas and like take off. <laughs> it's almost like everybody. I haven't worked like a real serious, like what we call like auto pedestrian or like auto conveyance, like car versus motorcycle, car versus bicycle, car versus pedestrian, where the car stops. I've hardly worked any of those because the car always goes, oh crap, yeah. and just peels out and like takes off <laughs> nice so if you hit someone on a bike stop and if you're on a bike be very careful that's the moral that's of the story. your that's your simply human tip of the week yeah. if you smash into someone when you're in a car and they're on a bicycle please stop and do the right <laughs> yeah cool all right well uh that's gonna wrap it up and we are about to call abel james but if you're listening to this in chronological order you already listen to abel james it is blowing your mind so time machine baby all right humans being human all right, it is now time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week. It's something you can start doing right now to be a more healthy human. And this week's Tip of the Week, and we'll expand on this, but it is try something new. And actually, uh, as we were talking about this you know, off-air, I thought, because uh, we're talking about having a wider perspective and, and, and being open to things, and one of the last things we learned in our outdoor survival training was how how like we just have such a tunnel vision when like we're walking around you know in the in the civilization let alone in outside so he he taught us how to how to walk you know carefully and safely while looking out and and we did this exercise where we we put our hands out to our sides at the side of our heads and 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 you know wiggled your fingers and like brought them up until you could see them in your periphery and then did that on the top and bottom too and really get an idea of how humongous your your periphery is and how many things you can take in but we just choose not to because we're just looking three feet in front of our in front of our faces and keeping our head down and so you can take in nature and that that you know that applies you know in all of life uh to to, you know just just because you've never done it or to be outside of your little three foot in front of you vision doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile uh so yeah so expand on that rick well, and the thing about, you know, the, the thing that makes the periphery exercise you're talking about such an awesome metaphor, like to kind of tie in with this, is one reason I really like listening to Abel's show. And, you know, a lot of these people I don't really listen to their show regularly. I listen to his, like, religiously yeah. because he has such an open perspective on things. And it's just like if you, you know, you read a book, you listen to somebody talk, you watch a TV show, if you enter all your life experiences with your eyes and your ears open and your mouth closed and you're just listening and taking these things in, you might find something that could change your life. You might find something like, hey, this is an idea that I haven't tried before. Uh, you know, I'm going to start doing it this way. And it, you know, it's like he said, you, you go and you try to be open-minded about things and you may find something that changes your perspective and and, and opens your, your mind and opens your heart about something. And so it, it's something that I try to you know, I struggle with, with trying to remember it, but it's something that I try to remember every day is that, you know, today may be the day that somebody says something or that I read something that could change my life forever. So I have to be ready to accept that if it happens. It sounds very like yoga, very Zen-like uh, philosophy, man, but I mean, it really is true. You never know how everyday life could, could change the rest of your life, yeah. you know? Well, and I commend you for, you know, growing up with you and knowing how narrow your palate is and, and was, uh, commend you for trying new things. I mean, that's, we, we kind of make light of that and it's these funny videos, but like in reality, like that's actually to me, that's a, that's a big step. And that's part of well, that sort of being open thing. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, that's actually one reason why I'm enjoying that is not because I've found some, you know, food that's changed my life. I mean, to be honest with you, I could go the rest. Of, I've gone 34 years without, you know, Brussels sprouts and avocados. I could go another 34 years and live without them. But that's part of the thing that I'm enjoying so much about living, you know, trying to live this simple human lifestyle that you espouse is that, you know, I'm trying to to be open to new experiences because I look at, you know, the rest, the, the past of my life and maybe I haven't been as open to things as I should have been. And so it's just about experiencing new things and, and kind of the joy every day that that comes with, you know? Right. And so that is the uh, Simply Human Tip of the Week is try new things. And uh, yeah, we will definitely talk about the outdoor survival training more. I mean, we could have done like a whole segment, just a show just on like that whole deal. So maybe like the, the next week and, and weeks after that, we'll we'll talk about uh, some of those other things uh, that, that I learned. definitely can't wait to make fun of you for some things. Yes, yes. We'll definitely talk about that again. And coming up next week, we are starting our Everyman series. I guess, is that what we we should call it? Sort of like the... That's what we, that's what we should call it. And I, 
I cannot wait because from this time I started doing this with you, it's been expert and expert and expert, and I seem I feel like an idiot with all these because I'm just you know demold every guy. Wants to eat donuts all the time, but this is where I'm going to be in my wheelhouse, man. Some other yeah. people that are like me, that are like our listeners, that like you know, if I had it my way, I would have a spoonful of shit, like you know, things like that. Right. I can't wait to be connecting with my peeps. Yeah, and it was I funny, and I have to acknowledge this because we've had some some cutting out here and there because I don't have a great internet connection right now. But right before you said donuts, uh, it sounded like you were going, huh, huh, he, huh. <laughs> so that's not that's not what you were saying, is it? <laughs> I was doing what? No, I was uh, I was just saying that like yeah. I can't wait to have some people on here that seem yeah. you know in a lot of regards, Mark. You don't uh, you know some things don't seem like uh, regular human <laughs> yes. with you. Like you're so intense about things, yeah. and it seems like you don't struggle with some. You know, I want to eat a whole pizza, and sometimes that's like a oh crap, I have to try not to eat a whole pizza. Right. Well, that's something that seems like you don't struggle with. So I can't wait to talk to some people who would also so, uh, you know struggle with the same things I do. Yeah. So starting off our Everyman series is a doctor. An anesthesiologist that is a good friend of mine. His name is Chris Armstrong, and he has lost lots of weight and is feeling great. And his family is starting to implement some things. So Chris Armstrong, and then uh, we're going to interview Jeff Spakes of the Primal uh, Primal Run Geek. Right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Primal Run Geek. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, and then and then the I've guy got, doesn't think I'm very funny. Right. Yes. We can talk. We can confront him. <laughs> and then and then we have some more people lined up. And then it's Paleo FX, and hopefully at Paleo FX, then I'll get I'll get some more. Uh, connections and have more people that are going to be on the show. Eva T is going to be at Paleo FX. Jason Sides. Please tell Abel her James. I've been flossing. Yes. Otherwise, this is all for loss. <laughs> right. So it's. I'm really excited to. Uh, I, maybe I could take. Uh, ooh, I should take my recording stuff and and like maybe do some interviews while I'm there live. That would be pretty sweet. That's a pretty um, good idea. Anyway, all right. Well, that is going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human podcast. We already talked about what's coming up next time. We're going to start the Everyman series and probably have another poop in, in our pants stories actually uh rick's brother rob is going to be a guest on the show uh, hopefully next week with in a humans being human segment and he is a funny guy so stay tuned for all of that uh you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com facebook page youtube channel simply human kids page it's all there uh follow me on twitter at simplyhuman52 email the show at simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com email rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com so leave a review on iTunes good or bad any publicity is good publicity so Rick any farting thoughts uh, no no farting thoughts for me not quite yet alright so that's going to do it for this edition of the Simple Human Podcast and remember yeah, that eats your little little dogs and things yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's perfect I just run around eating toddlers and stuff <laughs> god sounds like a lot of fun so until next time enjoy yourself <laughs>